After a rough loss this past weekend, the Heat still seem like a team that has yet to find their rhythm. Now, is it because of injury or a lack of urgency? We debate if it's time to worry about Miami's season before looking at Orlando Robinson's increased production and what it means for the Heat and the latest in Nikola Jovic, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, and more on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always, David Ramil. However, you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com. Slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. We're going to talk about the latest injury news regarding Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero, how Orlando Robinson has stepped up in Bam's absence, and what's the next planned phase for Nikola Jovic's development. But let's start with this sound from Kevin Love, who at practice on Sunday said that the Heat need to play with more urgency. This is courtesy of our friend of Brendan Tobin. Kevin, other than uh, just getting guys back, what do you think is the key to just consistency like you guys kind of were early in November getting on a roll there? What do you think is the, the things that stand out through to, to get on a roll again? Yeah, it's a good question. I think a lot of uh, a lot of teams talk about a uh, sense of urgency, um, you know, not getting complacent. We're 20 games in, so about a fourth of the way through. Uh, we just obviously need to get those guys back. They add so much to our team, and I think our, our depth is our strength, but at the same time, uh, we have we have enough to win, um, especially going against Miami for you know 14 and a half seasons. Uh, you've always seen when they have guys out, they still find a way to win. And I say we now we find a way to win when you know we have we have guys out, we have guys that are banged up, guys are in and out of the lineups. It's it's you know, uh, you know an opportunity type league. Everybody's always a play away from playing significant minutes or getting an opportunity. So I think our guys are uh, you know, certainly hungry for that. We all celebrate each other. We all support each other. But you know, certainly need to find that sense of urgency in everything that we do. So I hear that sound. I'm reminded of Jimmy Butler saying that the team is mediocre after a recent loss. I think it's been – I think you and I have been pretty optimistic about the team on the show. But having heard these comments, do we need to – step back and kind of reconsider the way we think about this team. Are you starting to get more concerned about this team, David? I have to be honest. I'm not. And maybe that's just my ridiculous level of optimism over the last few seasons that goes kind of counter to what most of heat fandom does. But I, to me, the measuring stick for this season is what they happen to do in the postseason. And while I'm not necessarily as bullish on this team's postseason success chances, as much as you know, they were able to reach the finals last year. I think this is a better team, and I think they'll still be able to make the playoffs, and they'll still be able to win a series or two. I don't know if they'll be able to go as far as the NBA Finals because a lot of what happened last year was predicated on an incredible shooting streak yeah. and some really good luck. That's part of it. I mean, that, that you cannot separate that, and also, you know, I don't want to discount what the team did, but they. It, they needed luck and they needed some incredibly hot shooting. Can they duplicate that? Yes, but it's so unlikely that that's why I kind of just dismissed the possibility of them being able to make another finals run. But as far as the regular season is concerned, they're going to lose games. Like we keep expecting this team to get healthy. It's like, oh, when they're healthy, when they're healthy, right. even love said it, you know, like when, when we get these guys back, 
when the hell has that happened? Like, you always <laughs> have somebody out. Like, when, when Tyler comes back, when Bam comes back, and we'll talk about those throughout the show, like, Jimmy's going to get an injury. Kyle's going to get hurt at some point. Haywood's already missed significant time. He's going to continue to miss time. Like, these things are going to crop up over the course of the season. And I think, yeah. I think it's a, an approach of Miami's incredible work ethic and the fact that it does put some mileage on their players, the fact that they had an extended run last year. Look what happened to Jamal Murray in Denver. Like, you go to the finals, your chances of breaking down physically are much more likely. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're going to see that for Miami as we have over the last few seasons. It, it's more of the rule than the exception that this is just a team that gets hurt. And I've talked about this a lot where, you know, this team is undersized and a little bit right. older. And right. when you were undersized and a little bit older, it just makes it really difficult to get through a season healthy, right? There's no freak athletes on this team outside of Bam Adebayo. There's no top 1% elite upper crust athletes on this team, right? When you're just talking right. about physically what these yeah. guys are. I mean, would you put somebody else in that category? I don't, maybe I don't know, like a like a Hampton, a Hawkes. I think they're they're up there in terms of athleticism. But I mean, they're that's... athletic. Hampton doesn't play, so right, that right. doesn't even matter. True. And then and right. then Hawkes, right? Hawkes has been durable this whole time, so maybe he's the only other guy there. And he's a right. first round pick, and that's what first round picks are supposed to be. But it, when you build teams around undrafted players and things like that, which the Heat have, the the, pro, the there's a lot of good that comes with that in terms of your salary cap and how you're able to manage it and the developmental program and how you're able to get the most out of those kinds of guys. The downside of that is, and I always say this, this wasn't some sort of huge world conspiracy against Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin. The re- like they didn't go undrafted because of some NBA conspiracy against them. Right. They went undrafted because there are issues about who they are as basketball players long-term and they're real ones. And part of it is you're just not a top 1% athlete and you're going to get hurt. And these players do tend to get hurt. And so like you said, when this team gets healthy, whether it's in a, for a finals run and you kind of catch lightning in a bottle or a seven-game win streak in November, right? That's the exception, not the rule. Kevin Love goes on to talk about the next man up thing, and we got to kind of – this team always has found a way to win, and I think that's very true for this group. Yes. But you and I have also talked about, like, the next man up thing only helps you to a point, right? It's, it's cute right. to kind of keep saying it, but if you don't have Bam, you don't – like, it's one thing for a guy, even like Tyler Hero, to go down. You can replace what he can do. When you're talking about top 20 players, whether it's Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo, those guys have to get healthy. Because that's at that point, when, when they're not healthy, the depth doesn't matter anymore. Now you're just not now you're just not as talented. You need the stars in order for the depth to shine. Because you want those depth role players to play a role, not to have to right. play like stars. You know, you and I talked about when Bam went down, we asked the question, who needs to step up? We said it's Jimmy, because he's the only right. guy who could be a star. Nobody, nobody else on this team, especially with Tyler also injured, can be a star. They could just be good players. And so, at least right now. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. Is it a sense of urgency? Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. But to me, I'm with you. I'm not concerned about this team when it's healthy, right? This team yeah. is really good when it's healthy. My concern is, when's that going to be? Right. And, and, and look, I, I think this is kind of, to frame it all together, it kind of ties into the pursuit of Dame Lillard, right? Like, you know, you don't have a player on this team that makes winning easy. Right. for this group. And I think that's why they pursued a superstar. So I know a lot of listeners might hear us and say, oh, they're being somewhat pessimistic or realistic, I think is what we're being, is that you know we, we still have high expectations for this team, but the reality is that they might fall short of those expectations over the course of the season because of injuries, because of lack of talent. And if you I'm, think that we're being pessimistic, well, look no further than the front office because they're equally, quote unquote, pessimistic when they try to acquire a superstar yeah. in Dame Lillard. Actions they speak louder than talent. words. 
Absolutely. Yeah, they could say yeah. how they love their team and they love their depth as much as they want, but they've been for three years now actively trying to find a superstar. And it's such a great point. I'm watching like the in-season tournament, right? Yeah. And I just see the way that Tyler Halliburton gets the Pacers into offense. Now, there's a lot of issues that Indiana has. Specifically, they can't stop anybody. Uh, but, right. like, every time he has the ball, you're like, okay, they're just going to get a good shot. I feel like the Pacers are going to get a good shot on every possession. I feel like the Denver Nuggets with Nikola Jokic are going to get a good shot on every possession. I feel like the 76ers, the way that they've been using Joel Embiid this year, are going to get a good shot on pretty much every possession. You know, and there's other teams like that, too. Steph with the Warriors, and the Warriors have a bunch right. of problems, so I'm not comparing what the Heat are to the Warriors. If you, you want to start sounding right. alarms, there's your team. But um, the Heat don't really have that guy where it's like, okay, give the ball to him, and I just feel like they're going to get a good shot on this possession. They have to work incredibly hard for everything, and that's even when Jimmy and Bam are healthy. Absolutely. The other part of this, too, is the seven-game win streak. You know, we were talking about how far the Heat can go. Are they in that same tier as Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia? Outside of that seven-game win streak, the Heat are five and ten this season. Now, they're also three and five over the last eight games. They've only had Bam Adebayo for five of those games, or, or Bam for three of those games. Bam has missed five of those games. Right. Um, so when I kind of go back to the original question that I asked you, David, am I concerned about the Heat? I'm really not. I think that this is probably the worst of it. I think when Bam gets healthy, this team is going to find a way to sustain. You said this before. The Heat have a harder time replacing what Bam does, even then, even more so than what replacing what Jimmy does. And I think yeah. it's such a great point that you had made because it's so true. We're going to we're gonna talk about how good Orlando Robinson has been here in a second, but I think when Bam and Jimmy are healthy, and I expect them to be healthy for most of the season, they'll play they'll play 65 to 70 games, hopefully. Then I'm, then I'm not concerned. I think that this is probably the worst of it, hopefully, injury-wise. And then you get Tyler back, and you get Bam back more consistently, and then all of a sudden you start – you stop hearing stuff about sense of urgency and mediocre because you've got your best players back more often. Um, but uh, let's put a pin in this conversation for now. Orlando Robinson has stepped up in Bam's absence, but has he carved out a role for even when he gets back, when Bam gets back? We'll talk about that next here on Locked on Heat. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And why is it so easy? Because it's just you against the projected numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks out there, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in. And Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that if your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games, if you've got a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return for the second, that player gets rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy and go to price picks right now that's pricepicks.com slash lockdown nba and use the code lockdown nba and you get a first deposit match of up to 100 that's pricepicks.com slash lockdown nba use that code you get a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks that's price picks daily fantasy sports made easy can i just give one pick away right now yeah Caleb martin Caleb martin 16 and a half points more or less than tonight in charlotte i kind of like the over on that i kind of like taking more mm. than 16 and a half. The Hornets give up a lot of points in the paint. We know that's where Caleb Martin wants to go. And Cody Martin's not going to be playing because of a knee injury thing. But he always kind of gets up for like the, the rematch against the Hornets anyway, whether or not his twin brother is playing. So I kind of like, yeah, you know, like, hey, we just got to pick two more uh, players more or less than their projections to pair with that one. But that's a that's a giveaway. That's a throw in. Go ahead and take that one and pick your other two. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen. Every day, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. 
Listen, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. We'll get to what is next for Nikola Jovic in a second. But Orlando Robinson has started the last three games that Bam has missed. And here are his stats, David. 12 points per game, 8.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists, one steal, 0.7 blocks. He's made a bundle of three-pointers. And that seems to be a very real part of his game. He talked uh, to media about that recently. Um. What do you think about what you've seen from Orlando Robinson? And is this somebody who I think where he clearly is above Thomas Bryant in the pecking order? And that's a whole other conversation that I think we've, we talked about it last week a little bit, but we did. Um, he seems like a legitimately like decent backup center. I don't know that he's going to be scoring 12 points a game every night, but I feel good when he's in there. Right. Like I'm not worried about, the team when Orlando Robinson is in there for bench minutes, right? Obviously you'd prefer to have Bam in there, but the rebounding, the the production, the stuff that we talked about that the heat need from the backup center spot, more yeah. than just the screening and all that stuff. Like that guy puts things up in the box score and the heat need that, especially from that second unit and that backup center spot. And he's given it that to them. I feel good about it. I feel good about him being the backup center. Uh, understanding that it's also going to be Kevin Love there. Yeah. I, I think it, it gives you a little bit more versatility too, right? I mean, Miami's, we heard Kevin Love say it, and I've said it pretty consistently throughout the season. I think Miami's greatest strength is their ability to just keep coming at you in waves and have different players mm. who can step up right now. It doesn't look as optimistic because you have the injuries to key players. Like three starters are missing from the lineup. Like that's gonna that's gonna take a hit out of anybody. So while Miami probably does a better job than most in, in bringing that next man up and things of that sort, you're still losing talent at the top end there with Tyler yeah. and Bam. You still need your dudes. Being up. Right. Right. Like the next man, the next man up thing is cute, but at the end of the day, you need your dudes. So I think the fact that Miami has all this depth and has that kind of versatility, you could go different options. And I think the fact that Orlando is stepping up and we, we talked to him at media day. And I know we had the same conversation with Omer year seven last season before he got hurt. And that kind of kiboshed that plan completely. But as far as Orlando is concerned, I could see multiple big lineups with him alongside Bama bio. I think the mm. fact that he provides that so- size and spacing you could play him alongside. If you could play Kevin Love alongside Bam Adebayo, I don't see why you can't play Orlando Robinson next. I to think once Bam defenses Adebayo. catch up to Orlando Robinson, oh wait, this guy can really shoot the three. Then right. you could start doing that, right? Because if you're just gonna, if they're gonna just still pack the paint against Orlando Robinson, you know that helps to get those shots off, but it doesn't really help in terms of the spacing the floor part of it until defenses start responding to it. But he talked about this with us at Media Day, right? He said he kind of wants to play next to Bam, just like Omer Yurtsevin said he wants to play next to Bam. Um, and But what the thing I liked about Orlando is he was talking about, I think it was Jay Crowder, if I have it right, mm-hmm. about how fast he gets his shots off uh, from the corners and above the break when he's open. And, and I just thought that was such a neat observation because you don't really think about that. You know, I think basketball fans are like, okay, three-point percentage, and that's it. It's like, no, no, how fast do you get that shot off really matters because if you get that shot off quickly, and that's now in the scouting report, defenses, yeah. it's like a five-alarm fire. It's like, okay, we got to go get this guy because if we don't get to him quickly, look at Indiana. Almost seven, feet fall, seven feet tall. Um, yeah. Who'd you say? Look at who? Indiana. Yeah, no. <laughs> about getting shots like, off. Yeah, you're just, and you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off because you're like, who's got the ball? And if, if you blink, 
you know, it's it's the Steph Curry thing, isn't it? Like offensive right. rebound in chaos, Steph gets the ball. What happens? All five defenders just panic, right? Because they know if they're not within range of contesting Steph's shot, the moment he catches that ball, they're SOL, right? And I'm not saying Orlando Robinson is going to be Steph Curry. Nobody thinks <laughs> that. But I, I do. But that's the point of the quick release. That's why that matters. And it's a, it's a basketball thing that I don't think was talked about enough. Uh, and I love that he was talking about it with us during our media yes. day interview with him. So right. um, I'm 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 here on the Orlando Robinson thing. The difference between also Orlando and Yurt last year was that Yurt was on the last year of his contract at that point. Orlando Robinson right now, he's still his contract for next season is non guaranteed. So even if he's not like the night to night backup center, maybe that's something that happens next year. Where <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I can report this right now. Okay. The Heat are going to keep Orlando Robinson around next year. He's on a non-guaranteed deal for $2 million. That's a value contract. Unless something crazy happens with this roster, they're going to keep him around. So uh, maybe it's something even for next season. But the fact that he's showing this this early, and I think the three-point shot is legit, even more legit than Yurtz was. Yeah, no, I think so. Uh, even probably more legit than Thomas Bryant's. And I remember Bobby yes. Mark saying early in the year that Thomas Bryant was my, the best backup center in the league, at least in theory, right? And. Mm -hmm. I, it's not to knock Bryant, you know, because I think both of us were bullish on him being able to make an impact. But in terms of what he gives up defensively and whatever adjustments he has or hasn't been able to make behind the scenes, and, and that's something we all have to consider is the fact that, you know, Eric Spolster sees him daily in practice. And if he's not stepping up and he doesn't have the opportunity to prove something on that, and then whatever minutes he does wind up getting, you know, as uh, on the court, he's just not effective enough. And, and so, you look at what Thomas Bryant was going to theoretically provide. If you can get that now out of Orlando Robinson, again, another weapon there. And you've got another player alongside Kevin Love and Bryant, if he does get any playing time, and Bam, who can all play the center position. You can go big. And we saw this in the in-season tournament, you know, with, with uh, the Lakers, you know, being able to go with AD and stuff like that. I think you need size. You need to be able to combat. Like One of the questions for Miami this season going into the year was, how do you stop a Denver Nuggets team? And that's not to say that Denver, they've figured out the Nuggets problem. Nobody really has, although Denver's, does, you know, they haven't won as many games this year as they did last year. I still think that you need more size out there. You can't just go small all the time. You need players to be able to provide a rebounding edge. And if they can space the floor as well, it gives you a little bit more versatility with your lineups. Just so many different weapons that you can throw out there. Miami can go big. They can also go small. I think they'll have opportunities to do both throughout the regular season and the postseason when it matters most. Um, we also talk about like the talent, right. About this team. Like what's the water level of just sheer talent, you know? And I, mm -hmm. I know that's something that you and I debated a lot, but when you talk about somebody like Orlando Robinson, he's almost seven feet tall. He was a guy who was supposed to get drafted in his draft. Like there was big boards that had him ranked in the top 40 among prospects yeah. of his draft. And he fell and he fell because a couple different reasons. Number one, the footwork thing was a problem. His foot speed was not good. Uh, he's worked on that significantly. Right, I feel yeah. better about him defending the rim than than Thomas Bryant at this point. Oh no doubt. Okay. So it's like, it, and that yeah, was a couple of swats on Jared Allen on, on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, those were. I, and he's stout, and he still needs to add to his strength and stuff like that. But obviously, the guy's young, and and he'll he'll do that. Um, the second reason was there's always some scheming behind closed doors, and Orlando Robinson kind of wanted to go undrafted so he can kind of pick his his location and stuff like that. And we see that with second right. round prospects all the time, so it's not a big deal. But, um. But there was real concern about like that kind of stuff. And it seems like he's ironed. Some, he's at least gotten through the process of ironing out that stuff. There's obviously things that he could do to improve still on that end. But I, I really like him as, as a player. And the idea of playing him next to Bam is really intriguing. 
especially if that three-point shot comes along. Obviously, you could do that with Kevin Love now. We see it all the time, Kevin Love and Bam playing together. Um, if if Orlando Robinson can become a consistent night-to-night role player, then maybe that is an option down the line. And what does that mean for a guy like Nikola Jovic, who was drafted as maybe the guy that, that he thought would be the front court partner next to Bam, right? Like, mm-hmm. does that make him a little bit more expendable? Does that maybe expendable is not the right word? Or does that actually free up the kind of role that he even has to play if you've got that other front court partner maybe with Orlando Robinson? I don't mean to make too much of Orlando Robinson in right. three starts here, but I don't know. I, I, I think in, it's in what way is Orlando better than Kevin Love at this point? Because Love still provides good team defense, good high IQ, just, obviously. Big, rebounding. big body by the rim is probably the only way. That yeah, he's probably more he's as a shot better. blocker. Yeah. yeah, I still trust Kevin Love, like coming up and touching on the at the level of the screen defensively more than Orlando. I I still like a night to night rebounding. I still like Kevin Love more than Orlando Robinson, although that that might be yeah, the closest rebounding. other thing there. Um, yeah. And then Kevin Love is just going to demand more respect as a floor spacer than Orlando Robinson at this point. Passer, obviously, he's better. Even though, like I said, Orlando Robinson, he had that dime against Cleveland, grabbing the rebound and then bringing it down the court and then just diming it up to a cutting Caleb Martin. I was like, oh, this guy could pass too. Yeah, like. I, there's like other parts of his game that like, you know, Spo talks about the winning plays stuff all the time, right? Like that's the kind yeah. of stuff is like, all right, good. He sets good screens. He gets other guys involved. This is the stuff that Yurt didn't really do. The stuff that Thomas Bryant really hasn't done. Like Orlando Robinson's doing that stuff. I think that matters. We mentioned Nikola Jovic. We have the latest info on Jovic's development, which could include an extended stay in the G League. Mm. Talk about that next here on Locked on Heat. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The weather's getting colder, but the NFL offers are staying hot over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Miami Dolphins are a Monday night football. Does that still mean something? I'm so glad you brought it up. Does Monday night football mean something? Yes. For Dolphins fans, everything means everything. We are not exa- – I know it's been a good year, but we, we're we not – we can't act spoiled here. We got primetime, baby. We got the Monday night crew, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. I think we're going to – you get the Manning cast, right, I think, tonight too. That's going to be fun. We got dueling Miami games, Heat and Dolphins tonight. So really you got to tune into Locked on Heat and Locked on Dolphins on Tuesday morning. but And Locked on NBA for you, David. But um yes. <laughs> okay. i've got a, pl- a full play tonight buddy i'm not gonna be watching much dolphins <laughs> uh the dolphins are 14 point favorites over the titans that's a big line wow that's a big spread but you don't have to worry about that spread with FanDuel. you just bet the money line there and you get the obviously on the dolphins what you're not gonna bet on the titans and then <laughs> and then you you don't even know and you get 150 dollars in bonus bets when they win yeah, it's so easy. I mean, that's right. There's so many wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over unders, and so much more. Go visit fanduel.com and use the code locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, the official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. If you watch this long and you haven't liked the video on YouTube, what are you doing? Like us, yeah. subscribe yeah. to these podcasts. Uh, it means can the I, world to us that you tune in, and uh, I mean even more worlds to us. Several different worlds to us. If you were, I, to I want to shout out. Go ahead. I want to shout out a fan, uh, Miguel. Him and his lovely wife. Uh, I was walking to concourse, getting to my seat, and uh, he was like, "Hey!" And uh, happened a couple other times as walking to game too. Like it, it is so 
refreshing and, and still strange to me to get recognized, even at the uh, Kaseya Center, to have people come up to us. I was at a restaurant recently. Somebody was like, are, are you David Ramil? I was like, I, I'm not a celebrity, but at the same time, I play one on TV, I suppose. So it's still <laughs> unusual to, for people to recognize us, but I just wanted to shout out Miguel and his wife in particular, but also uh, just all the fans. And, you know, if you see us around the games or if you see us, you know, feel free yeah. to say hello. We appreciate you so much. And as always, like you mentioned, just, please. I'm sorry. I just, I just ordered uh, stickers. Uh, our friends over at Lockdown Mavericks had this idea. Yes. To order the stickers. Yes. So I just ordered them. So uh, our section, our media section is 107. Once I get them in, I should get them in later this week. Ooh. I'm going to start handing them out. So if you're a fan at Kaseya Center for these home games, you know, we're going to start tweeting out some pictures of the stickers and stuff. But just if you're listening right now, you got a heads up, like, you know, hit us up nice. on Twitter DMs, Instagram DMs, whatever. And and you'll, you know, it's a sticker. I don't know. I'm not I'm trying to I'm not trying to, like, get oh, we got four straight home games, podcast, but it's fun. It's sticker school. It's four straight home games like we haven't talked about this. But, you know, for for all the concerns about Miami season and everything else like that, we've got a, a, a home and home set against the Charlotte Hornets. They play tonight right. on Monday night. And then on Wednesday, Miami hosts the Hornets. So those are two winnable games. And then they also have the Chicago Bulls and back-to-back games on Thursday. And then again on Saturday at home. And then another game at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So you'd like to start building momentum. The Timberwolves, that's talk about a test. Of, uh, yeah, that's going to be a test for Miami for sure. Uh, but if you're would, looking at for an opportunity to bring out that new, bigger size, more lineup, and if you want ooh. an opportunity to bring Bam back, Ooh, I mean, taking on Rudy Gobert is a really good opportunity. You can draw him out to the Orlando on Gobert and then Bam on Cat. We know that Bam loves that Cat matchup quite a bit. He takes that one. That's another one of those ones that he takes personally. Um, I like that. I like that. And, and it would be really nice to be 16 and 10 uh, going into that Minnesota game. Right. And then get a statement when we talk about quality wins. Wouldn't that be yeah. one at home? I think Minnesota is very good, but they're not like unbeatable, especially right. when they're coming from Minnesota to Miami. That's not an easy trip. Um, they might melt. <laughs> you never know. Um, all right. I don't think the Heat are going to have Nikola Jovic for that game. And here's why. No. The Heat announced that uh, they're going to be sending Jovic down to the G League. And I think this time is going to be a longer stay than last time when he spent about a week there. Um, the plan is to keep Jovic there for the rest of the calendar year. Miami's plan is to keep Nikola Jovic in the G League for the rest of this month, for the rest of this calendar year. And the reason why is because you have the G League showcase coming up next week in Orlando. And so they want to get Jovic an extended stay because they want him to get consistent minutes. And then you put him in that G League showcase and like, yeah, whatever. It's, I don't know, it's necessarily high stakes, but it's kind of a tournament style play the way that the in-season tournament was, the way that the FIBA World Cup was. And I think you put him in that environment with something on the line. And I think they want to just see how he's going to respond. They were really, yeah. they were really interested in how he responded in the World Cup, which was very good. Uh, we didn't necessarily, unfortunately, get a chance to see how he would respond in the in-season tournament. But um, this is going to be a big month for Jovic's development. And I think there's going to be a lot of intrigue as to what he looks like on the other side of it, too. But the Heat really want to get him an extended run there where he's just playing every other night in Sioux Falls. And and maybe it's going to be at center. This Bam and Adebayo injury mm. is tough because it, make, it makes it so that Orlando Robinson has to stay with the NBA club. I think Miami would prefer to have both of them down there so that Jovic didn't have to play center. But um, we also heard Spo recently say, I know it sucks that he has to play center. And I'm paraphrasing here. That's not the way Spo talks. I know it sucks that he has to play center, but he has to work. play center anyway because it's part of his development. And I think it's a good point. So this is going to be a really big month for Nico. It's a great opportunity for him. It really is. I, it, I know you can dismiss it 
as you know, it's a G League inferior competition, and everything else like that. But you want to be able to at least work on your game, do a little things, and and maybe just maybe he could start learning just enough and making the kind of unnecessary adjustments on the defensive end. Not like mm. the G League is really known for their defensive intensity, but you still want to be able to make whatever adjustments you can so you can showcase that and have a better opportunity once you get back to the club level. And I think that's fair. I think it's always good to play basketball. If you asked Jovic, I'm sure he'd say, I'd rather be playing for the Heat, but I'm happy to be playing here, especially playing at, a, at again, not high Well, he stakes, said he wanted, he, he likes going to the G League because it means he plays every night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a young kid. He wants to play basketball. Of like, that's all there is to it. And, and, I, and so I think for him, fans, if any fan base understands the importance of the G league program, it's heat fans. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of get it here. It's like, okay. Like you look at the guys who have come up through this G league pipeline. It's like, okay, like you can get starters for NBA finals games via the G league. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I think there's an appreciation here for what that is. And I think it's going to, okay. and by the way, you can like watch these games. They're on YouTube, like live. Like you can watch these games. If you really want to see Nikola Jovic, you could just tune into YouTube on those nights. They play uh Tuesday night. Uh, will be Nico's first game since going back, um, and then um, and then they got a couple of games later against um, Santa Cruz. I think I looked at the schedule. He'll, he'll have a triple double at some point over the, his G. Probably. Time. And the Sky Force are really good this year. Like Cole Swider is putting up like thirty points a night on like five of a billion shooting from three point range. Like he's just putting up shots. Like him and Drew Peterson are like the Splash Brothers in yeah. Sioux Falls. Like it's they're a good team. Like they could win this whole like showcase in Orlando. Like there's like real stuff for them and that again like you're a competitor and you're in the g league like that stuff matters to you because what else are you going to do what else are you going to play for you know so just go for it and uh i think it'll be a really good opportunity for nico uh so really excited to see what he's doing and we'll keep tabs on it here on locked on heat uh anything else before we uh we leave here david we hit so many different topics uh quick injury updates i guess for tonight bam out of bio traveling with the team to charlotte uh tyler hero still out not traveling with the team he's going to stay in miami and continue with his rehab uh, you have an update on, on, on Tyler Hero. It looks like things are coming along a little bit better. Yeah, he was uh, seen shooting around, put up some floaters, working on some dribbling drills, so not just stationary movement at practice on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I guess the next step is probably full contact work, maybe uh, you know going up against some additional players, but he honestly did not look like he was hurt at all. He was walking pretty smoothly, no limp or anything like that, so I would I expect him. I would say probably within a week. I mean, I know yeah, some maybe people next say maybe, week, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to incorporate him against the Timberwolves, but mm. you know, you could probably use that offensive punch too. So, I mean, again, th- this the next four games being at home after the Charlotte game on Monday good gives you a good opportunity to continue to work, yeah, work with him in and, and see what he's able to do. And maybe you know, again, I, I think my expectation is that they'll bring him off the bench just to kind of get him back and and you know have a, Boy, a, a that a good restriction. excuse? Is that a good excuse to just leave him there too? If they end up winning a couple of these games on a soft schedule portion, Whew, could be interesting. Some stuff coming up. Um, uh, also, no Haywood Highsmith tonight. Uh, yeah. The Charlotte Hornets will be without Lamelo Ball. No Cody Martin for Charlotte either, and they're they're without a couple other guys too. So uh, yeah, a good opportunity tonight. We will be uh, uh, recapping tonight's game immediately following the game. Our post game show with our takeaways from the game. Hopefully, handing out some credit cookies. The second segment tonight, but make sure that you are tuned in. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast app.